Welcome to Ing Podcast, a production of Menno Media's Leader Magazine. During the global pandemic, we've heard many stories from people who are leading, growing, and being as people of God. Ing Podcast is excited to be part of a series of practical resources created for pastors as they navigate the impacts and realities of COVID-19. We're calling it What Now? Practical Tools for the Post-COVID Church. It's so often if we're like exercising or something together, we say, hey, go at your own pace. But why is it that when we are the church in faith community, faith family, that we want to say everybody needs to move at the same pace? It's my hope that our faith communities can better live into this Christian vocation of care, which is not just a function of a leader or administrator who has been called out within the faith community. During this podcast miniseries, we'll sit down with the creators and contributors who made this series happen thinking creatively about how faith leaders can nurture their congregations during this unique time. Hello again, friends. Welcome back to Ing Podcast. I'm here with uh, two guests today moving through this series that we've titled, What Now? Tools to Engage a Post-COVID Church. I'm really excited today to be talking to two women, two women who are um, really theologically minded and, uh, and really innovative in the way that they imagine faith and what church can be. Um, I'm excited today to be joined by Hyacinth Stevens and Sarah Bixler. They have collaborated to create a tip sheet for this series on sustaining leadership during a time like this. Um, I'm wondering if you would be willing to introduce yourselves for those who may not know you. Hi, I'm Sarah Ann Bixler, and I currently teach at Easter Mennonite Seminary in Harrisonburg, Virginia which is the Theological School of Eastern Mennonite University. And I teach formation and pastoral care here. And I'm also entering a role as the Associate Dean. And so it's my heart to care for and equip leaders for religious communities, particularly pastoral leaders, which is the focus of this resource for Mennomedia. Hyacinth, welcome back to Ing Podcast. Uh, how are you introducing yourself these days? Yes, uh, I would say that uh, introducing myself and saying that my heart remains in serving the church um, as a former pastor and um, a continued teacher, mentor, and program developer. Uh, I'm currently working with MCC East Coast in New York City as a program director and also give oversight to um, four congregations that are in New York City. Um, And part of that work is my passion for pastors and their families uh, and leadership and sustainability and building resilience uh, for the call. Wow. You both have so much uh, on your plate and a wealth of background and experience to offer to a project like this. One thing that we have noticed, though, during the pandemic is a lot of fatigue, especially from people who are invested in in church spaces. But you've both said yes to a call to contribute in this way. Can you talk a little bit about what was on your heart that, that led you to participate in a series like this, uh, imagining what we can learn from a global pandemic like we are currently experiencing? Part of our work with Soul Care for Pastoral Resilience, which is how we think about this particular topic that we've provided 
a resource for is uh, grows out of a response a year ago already that Easter Mennonite Seminary initiated in a in an online forum series for pastors about navigating ministry during COVID-19. And at the time, Hyacinth, I wonder if we thought we would still be here more than a year later uh, in a similar position. We were already recognizing then how pastoral leaders were starting to feel burned out, caring for people in new and innovative ways, responding to new and more obvious iterations of injustice in our society and in our institutions, and also um, just wondering, and how do I care for myself in all of this? So a year ago, Hyacinth and I collaborated to do two sessions in Eastern Mennonite Seminary's online forum series for pastors. We did one on spiritual formation for pastoral resilience, and another on imagining church anew beyond COVID-19, which is a space we're still, uh, a liminal space we're still in, I think. And so our tips sheet for Menno Media grows out of some of that collaborative work that we did a year ago. Mm. Probably having um, a kindred spirit with Sarah and um, she and I having... um, connected in some informal ways and often talking about care and often talking about leadership in the midst of having a family, in the midst of our own personal passions and the need for self-care and have uh, collegiate conversations and vulnerability about sustainability for our life, work-life balance um, and staying in the call. So I think that was part of what connected me on a deeper level to wanting to share and speak into uh, this project. Mm. I love that. Something that has come to my mind a number of times, uh, especially as here in the United States, we talk about reopening is the different speeds at which that happens. And it's not just general society, but specifically in churches, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the complexity of it all, right? Is And this is an opportunity, I would say, for our leaders for a new level of, um, I take a risk maybe even to say this, but a new level of surrender, Mm -hmm. of fluidity, Mm -hmm. of thinking of um, God's work and God's spirit as breath, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, maybe even drawing in some other images of how God moves, like, you know, um, in, in the atmosphere, in the world. And sometimes in leadership, we are um, trained to like put in a particular structure and follow that through. Yeah. And I think what the pandemic has really offered as a gift to leadership is fluidity of movement and taking an opportunity to pause and first of all, check on ourselves. And Sarah's done some great um, resource exercises about just checking in on the body and using breath as a temperature check, right? We carry our breath wherever we go. So it's easy to pause and say, how am I taking in my space right now? What do I need to release? And what do I need to let go? And that kind of tool has been used throughout like spiritual direction, spiritual formation, self-care practices. But I I invite leaders to think about it for the atmosphere, right? Like to say the same way we take in breath, 
and notice, you know, how fast our heart is beating or if we need to slow down, do we need to take a pause? This pandemic is almost creating like this atmosphere where we need to practice that in our leadership, Mm. where we need to slow down. And it's okay not to move with the same rigidness of structure. So giving ourselves permission to let go and almost have this like trust fall relationship with God. I don't know if you remember in your early camping days or team building days and you went on a retreat and you stood on a log and you had to fall back, kind of like this trust fall. And there were these people, some of them who you knew, some of them you didn't know, but they were supposed to catch you. And I think that's part of the new model of leadership. This might sound really abstract or rogue for some people, but I think for pastors, depending more on your team, Mm. who else is around Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Who's in this space with you? How can we discern and navigate together, listening even to our, our members in our congregations and our communities and not placing judgment on another person's face, right? It's so often if we're like exercising or something together, we say, hey, go at your own pace. But why is it that when we are the church in faith community, faith family, that we want to say everybody needs to move at the same pace. Give yourself permission. Give the community permission to check the rhythm of our breath, of our, of our heartbeat. Um, and so that we go at different paces, right. And, and, and give permission, but we still go together. Mm. I love your metaphor of the trust fall hyacinth that really has me thinking about how in the anxiety and the unknowns of this pandemic time i think some pastors perhaps all of us have kind of looked down and realized some of the people we expected to be there to catch us aren't there for a variety of reasons. Perhaps they don't have the resources to be there for others. They're just surviving themselves. Um, Perhaps there are differences of viewpoint or ideology that are placing a distance between us. And I think that's part of the emotional strain for ministry leaders right now is recognizing that some of those conflicts that might have been there before Mm -hmm. that we were able to overlook or maybe um, push away have kind of been brought to the forefront now. And so there's not only this urgency of figuring out how to function as a pastor in these new spaces, um, whether it's new guidelines for how we do worship or pastoral care, um, how we gather or can't gather as a faith community. But then there's also this other emotional and relational strain that's there. I think it's all these things together that are making this so complicated and so exhausting. I'm starting to notice that there are some pastors in the last couple of months who have resigned their pastorates. Mm-hmm. And as I as I listen to their story, I hear them saying, yeah, I was just trying to get, get through, not drop this on my congregation in the midst of COVID, mm-hmm. and I just can't do it anymore. 
And so I think some of that is what we're seeing about this burnout that pastors are starting to realize and recognize they just can't keep doing it. Mm. So Mm -hmm. that's where Hyacinth and my passion for spiritual practices comes in, that attentiveness Mm -hmm. to how Mm -hmm. we're doing and not trying to push that aside, but Mm -hmm. trying to recognize where we're doing well, where we are not doing well, and finding resources now to try to address those needs that we all have. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to this podcast for inspiration on issues like racism, social justice, leadership, and Christian living? Then the Herald Press E3 Book Club is for you. Be the first to read 12 of our handpicked releases throughout the year books relevant to you in your ministry, books to equip you as a leader. Use code ING, that's I-N-G, to subscribe to E3 and get a special rate just for our podcast listeners. Visit e3bookclub.com and subscribe today. I hear you both saying that this is going to require discernment. And a willingness to slow down enough to realize what we've learned along the way too, right? That, um, well, I was just, I was just talking with a friend recently who was lamenting a return to normalcy because their family has had so much quality family time. And they know that if they jump right back into what they used to do, they will be busy. They will miss each other. They won't be connecting. And, and I think that there's an impulse in so many institutional spaces, including the church, to just let's as quick as possible get right back to where we were, forgetting that there's something along the way that we may have learned, forgetting to take that deep breath to check with ourselves and to see where we all are. And uh, yeah, I think it, it is really complicated. And I'm glad that you both have named that. What are you hoping that uh, this uh piece that you've put together offers uh, church leaders? I'm hoping that it's kind of a a recognition tool, a check-in tool. Um, The amazing thing is that um, studies show that just five minutes of spiritual practice a day has incredible, makes an incredible difference Mm. in the kind of resilient leadership people are able to practice. Mm. And so for me, it's a hope that just um, reading over this tip sheet will be kind of an an attention shifter. Mm -hmm. So rather than um, focusing attention all the time on the pastoral responsibilities and the details and the administration um, and the, the urgent things that call to us, there will be just a slight shift of attention to ourselves and to God's presence in the midst of this. The breath of God that is in us through which we live and that that connection will make a difference for pastoral leaders. Mm, wonderful. My prayer with this with this process are these opportunities, these resources that Minnow Media is uh, offering as well would be permission to pause, Mm -hmm. permission to be reminded that in your call, in your leadership, that you are still valued and beloved by God and that you matter and that leading (laughs) 
doesn't always have to feel like it is to always stripping you or depleting you, but it's okay. Um, give yourself permission to be cared for mm. when you go on the airline and they say, put on, if the, something were to happen, give yourself, going back to that breath, right? Give yourself oxygen first <laughs> before you go and help someone else. Like put on that mat, that oxygen release. If it drops down in a crisis, get your own oxygen first. And so I think this, my hope and prayer is that this would be a moment for pastors to get their own oxygen first so that they can um, continue to respond to God's call in various ways. Mm. They stay connected to that love and care, the care and the love of God that we preach about the work we talk about, but we are cared for and reconstructed internally so that we can do the external service. I'm thinking about, um, that while it is important for our pastors to care for themselves, there also needs to be some grace from the congregations, right? To offer that to faith leaders. Um, I, I heard a friend the other day say, I feel like I've been doing crisis management for 16 months straight. And my hunch is that we are going to return to normalcy and our faith leaders are all just going to be completely depleted while the congregation's like, we're back, we're ready, we're, we're here to, to do all the things we've been missing. And they're going to look up front or they're going to look to the side and see just completely exhausted people. Yeah, I, I'm going to go back kind of um, rephrasing that trust fall, right? Mm. And so this model of team, and I would encourage congregations uh, boldly step up because your leaders, they have been assigned to, you know, support the congregation, but there's still other gifts, right? Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 12, mm -hmm. we're one body with many parts and every single part is needed. And if your part is feeling really healthy, that's wonderful. But as a body, if I'm, my head feels great, but my toe is hurting, I'm going to feel that. And so to continue to remember that we are a body and our leaders are part of the body too. They're not like cut off. They're not like, you know, a dismembered mm -hmm. part mm -hmm. of our body. That's a little graphic, but they're part of the body too. And so as we want to have um, health and wholeness, it's important for us to be mindful and think about, ask caring questions. What can we offer? Is there some way that we can share the load? I know this has been reevaluate job descriptions. Mm -hmm. I know that this has been mm -hmm. a part of your job, that this was an initial responsibility five years ago. But in light of all that has happened, maybe we need to form listening circles or care teams. That was something that we did in our church um, at the beginning of the um, COVID pandemic. I was pastoring at the time and I realized there was a need to listen to the community in a new way. And so we started listening care hours and I realized I could not be the primary listener. Um, and so we invited all of the leaders on the ministry team to participate and offer hours per day, every day, seven days a week, that people could call or meet it where it was appropriate, meet outside in a park, social distancing, to say, I just need to talk. Mm -hmm. What was critical in that was to tell the leaders, you can say that you need someone to listen to you as well. <laughs> just because you're a leader yeah. and you're offering this doesn't mean you cannot participate. 
Yeah, part of our theology as Anabaptists is this recognition that ministry is is the vocation of the entire body of Christ. So our Christian discipleship necessarily means that we we care for and exercise the compassion of Christ. So when I think of pastoral care, I think of it as a community function, not just a leadership function. And that's a that's a theological conviction. Yeah. And it's my hope that our faith communities, um, whether they are Anabaptist or not, can better live into this Christian vocation of care, which is not just a function of a leader or administrator who has been called out within the faith community. I've also noticed how um, a lot of church bodies have been getting their leaders together on Zoom more often during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. And I hear that those are really rich sources of care that leaders are giving to one another. I totally understand from my own experience in pastoral ministry that it doesn't always feel appropriate to Mm -hmm. share all of your care needs with your congregants, but there are other people who um, can be trusted with those care needs as well. Yeah. And Sarah, we started doing that too in, in New York. We found that was really helpful just because there are certain things that it may be challenging to share with your congregation and creating that space for leaders to be with each other and pour back into one another. Yeah, that is, that has been really a, a place for resilience for sure. Yeah. You both have done such an amazing job of offering me some hope and I'm guessing our listeners some hope here today, but I wonder if, um, if you want to offer a, a final word of hope as we close out our time together. I'm hoping that we will continue to have more grace for one another in our vulnerabilities. One thing that I think COVID showed us is how close we all are to uncertainty and to our own physical vulnerability. And I hope that we will have more grace and compassion for one another because we have seen that. Yeah, I think um, my hope, first of all, is that that our church will have hope. Okay, (laughs) Uh, that we will that we will continue to have hope and faith and love and joy that the fruits of the spirit would not like die in in the vine of the Sunday school classroom, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, in theory, that it wouldn't, that that these things that we have talked about that have been part of our theology and we have thought were a part of our practice and now crisis has come and trauma and pain and difference, but that they would be alive among us in tangible ways through the gifts of each other, Um, And so that we would have this hope and faith um, and really praying for more peace, internal peace. I know about our peace witness as Anabaptists. And I think part of our peace witness in this season is finding that internal peace so that we um, will remain authentic in our external witness of peace practices. 
Thank you so much, both of you, uh, yeah. for this this offering. It really is an offering to the church, and um, we're grateful for it. I'm I'm grateful to Menno Media for having the foresight to put something like this together. Um, thank you for your willingness and your participation in, well, in making this happen. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for the opportunity. As always, we'd like to thank our guests and all who continue to support Ing Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends. We'd like to thank the Showalter Foundation of North Newton, Kansas, whose generous funding has helped make What Now resources possible. Do you have a topic or someone you think should be interviewed on Ing Podcast? Let us know by emailing theing at menomedia.org. Views and opinions expressed on Ing Podcast are those of our hosts and guests and may not represent that of Leader Magazine or Menno Media. Today's show was produced by me, Ben Weidman. Ing Podcast is a production of Menno Media, a nonprofit publisher that creates thoughtful Anabaptist resources to enrich faith in a complex world. To find out more, visit us online at menomedia.org.